movies by minutes. Project number five. It's Silverado this time. That's no jive. By Lawrence Kasdan, who wrote the show. Best settled up now, kids, because here we go. Howdy, and welcome back to to another episode of the Silverado Minute Podcast. Each week, Movies by Minutes hosts, such as ourselves, examine the 1985 Lawrence Kasdan-directed Western Silverado. One minute of screen time per episode of podcast. We're here in minute 43, which begins on some saddlebags and ends on some free horses. <laughs> Are they free? Well, they're free in the sense of speech, not as in the sense of beer. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> I'm I'm Dave Forsyth. I'm one of your hosts. And I'm the other one, Todd Lucas. We're from, generally speaking, the Edge of Tomorrow Minute podcast, where we do the same sort of thing, one minute of screen time per episode of podcast for the 2014 movie, Edge of Tomorrow, with Emily Blunt, Tom Cruise, Bill Paxton, Dragus, Dragomir Mersich. I think that's close. It's Dragomir. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Somebody, he's only got one vowel in his entire name, and it's like, what, seven letters long? <laughs> yeah. I think he's got, I think there's... I think it's just M R S and I C something. Who knows? <laughs> this is not Dragomir Mersich minute though. No, and and it never will be because it's Silverado minute forty three. Forty three. Yep. So we're still down in the canyon, Box Canyon, with what I'm gonna call the background bandits, <laughs> and uh, Emmett Emmett's down there trying to convince the bandits that he's one of them and that they are all in danger. Emmett says. It's in my saddlebags. I ain't getting out in the open to get it. Which is in reference to Dawson's question in the previous minute about if you took the bank, where's the money? Yeah, where's the money? <laughs> if you took the bank in Turley, where's the money? Yeah, you did a better run than I did. I can't get the, I got no gravel tonight. It's it's, it's not about the gravel. It's about that, that compression. I'm telling you, man, just squeeze down just below your Adam's apple. If you took the bank in Turley... Where's the money? Better? Yeah, a little better, yeah. One of these years you'll get it. I don't know why we're still doing impressions of that. It, I mean, it's fun, but... It's the best. That guy's got yeah. a great voice. Yeah, yeah. So after Emmett uh, tells yet another lie, he ducks down even further behind the crates to try and sell the danger uh, portion of, of his story. Dawson's smile changes a little bit as he starts looking around at his men. Uh, they all seem to be murmuring about not wanting to get out in the open either, but Dawson eventually makes eye contact with Tom, who's probably doing something weird with his arms. Off screen, gives him that head nod, like, over there. You know, sorry, over there. He doesn't actually say that. No, but that's he what doesn't. He says with his, it's what he says with his head nod. So Tom wanders off to do his duty, which is check the saddlebags, while the paranoid bandits behind him continue to scan the rim of the canyon and kind of look around and swivel quite a bit. Here we get a change. Well, we, we really, the first time we we look back at Payton since this whole caper, I guess we'll call it, has started. <laughs> and he's, he's still draped across the saddle as if he were unconscious or, or deceased or, you know, I guess if you're deceased, you're unconscious. Also, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But he's playing dead. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, that's the best role Kevin Klein's ever had, playing dead. <laughs> I don't know about that. I know. I, I'm just messing with Kevin. I love you, Kevin. This is just not really working you out, I can tell. The movie, I think it was called in and out where he plays the teacher that gets accused of being gay. It's, it's sort of a co- problematic movie because there are lots of gay stereotypes in it from the probably the early 90s um, that's been in circulation on, on cable lately. And uh, it's, it's very entertaining despite it being really problematic. And it, it does make you sort of appreciate Kevin Klein a little bit more. Right. And I think this movie is what, uh, you know, John Cleese is also in this movie. Right. And, and I think that bit of work, little bit of working together made him want, made John Cleese want Kevin Klein for A Fish Called Wanda, which is a movie that I love. Oh, yeah. I really love it's, that It's one of my, my mother's favorite movies. So and well, that's how, that's why I know the movie so well. I wouldn't otherwise. I mean, there, I, I don't have any problems with the movie. I think it's great. It's just that. As a child, when it came out, I would not have been interested in it at all if my mother wasn't watching it on repeat at the house. Yeah. You know, as a child who also watched too many movies on repeat, basically with cable, <laughs> as soon as that starts happening and you just kind of get sucked in, like on the third pass through, and you're like, I know this better movie better than the woman who's supposedly the giant fan. Right. Yeah. Yes. Right. Because you're a bit of a sponge at that point. Oh, yeah. So. Suck that right up. Yeah, I have a hard time seeing Kevin Klein without uh, him singing opera in my head, you know. <laughs> sing it, Kent, sing it. <laughs> yeah. La car. Yeah, close enough. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> back to, to minute 43 of Silverado. So yeah, Tom Tom wanders off. Uh, he's going to go check the bags. Payton's still playing dead. He begins to stir a little bit here. I'm not entirely he doesn't do anything. He just sort of like lifts his head and it's not necessarily in response to any stimulus like tom's not over there he's not reaching for the rifle I, 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 it's just an insert shot of him stirring. i i think i know what's going on what's going on he's communicating with that horse the horse kind of turned as a look at him and he, he that's why he he kind of he's like trying to tell the horse not to to do anything don't do anything oh so the horse i'm, I'm gonna start moving my hands but don't react <laughs> so the horse is in on the caper well he's just trying to keep the horse from giving away the game all right all right well, I mean, the game essentially kicks off a little more. It, 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 the second phase of the caper really kind of kicks off here because as soon as we cut away from Payton on the horse, we get back to a wide shot with all the bandits pointing their, their guns at Emmett, and then a single shot rings out and they all scatter off in different directions, right? <laughs> you know, as you do, especially when you're yeah. just a bunch of banditos. Yeah, and there's not a lot of cover here, so they all dive for a barrel or just get flat on the ground and get get low. And they they already had the guns out, so now they're they're looking around for something to shoot at because they're being shot at. And Dawson and the the sidekick, the tall outlaw, both end up right behind Emmett, one sort of on either side. And you hear lots of people yelling, "Get down! Get your head down!" and you know stuff from the from the background bandits. Emmett at this point gets another close up, and he's got. Uh, would you call it a smirk? It's like a, he's like beaming with pride, maybe at the that he's <laughs> fooled these guys and and they've gotten into the to the meat of the plan. Right? Yeah, he's getting into the meat of the plan. I think he's just he's he's waiting to see just how how surprised these guys are going to be given uh, Mal's uh, marksmanship. Yeah, it's working. The plan is working. Yeah, so everyone's down now. Yay. Yeah, yeah, which is pretty much what he wanted, right? 
or, or yeah. part of what he wanted. Well, this also, by definition, means that this is an actual plan. This isn't just a, I'm going to go down there and bluff my way in and then shoot my way out. Yeah, right. Because this plan has multiple steps. <laughs> yeah. When I do this, then you do that. No, wait, what do I do? <laughs> That's, can you imagine Mal just screaming down there? What am I supposed to do now? <laughs> You're supposed to start running. Oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, the, the camera changes at this point to, to Mal, and we're sort of over his shoulder um, as he's got his Henry rifle going to work. And you can see he's got a, a really good line of sight on the outlaws, and their cover's fairly ineffective because he's like steeply he's way up high. And he's kind of shooting over. Yeah. He, it's clear that he's not necessarily trying to kill them all, right? No, he's mostly just trying to keep them all pinned. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't. He seems to be letting up more than twenty some shots loose, and <laughs> if he if his marksmanship is that good, it feels like he could perhaps kill them all. But you know, yeah. It, why why wasn't that the plan? That seems like a good plan. Why don't we just do that first, and then if anybody's left, then we'll go down and bluff yeah, them. Could have done that. <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, it's it's one of those things that, uh, you know, westerns ride that that fine line of like, okay, we're gonna kill everybody that we need to kill. But we're not going to kill anybody that we don't need to kill. Like, we're not going to be problems killing unless it's yeah. gratuitous. I, I don't know. Yeah, well, we're, we're going to have a gratuitous killing or two, but we're not going to have a mass murder. Yeah, How about yeah, that? okay. We're not going to just go in and wipe out an entire canyon of even if they're bad guys. We're not going to just do that. Yeah, it's okay if a bad guy just walks into a, into a room, draws a gun, and shoots someone at random. That's fine. Yeah. But, yeah, we, we can't kill 20 bandits. Just the good does. guys can't. Right? No. The, the white hat. Right. right. So, so there, again, you know, we've talked about how this whole movie is just sort of a the, the entire series of Western tropes to this point. And this is another one, right? The, the good guys are good because, well, for because they're good. But, like, yeah, this is just generally. This is a symptom of them being good is that they won't <laughs> go in and just murder I like everyone. That. I don't, I never thought of it. A symptom. Yeah. Well, that's it's, awesome. It's an affliction. Yeah. Oh, I just can't help doing the right thing yeah. over and over again. Well, in, in some of these cases, it, it is that way. The, the the story about Peyton with the dog and his affection for the character's name, I can't remember right now. The Midnight Stella. Star Stella, thank you. Um, you know, like, he, he knows it's bad for him. He knows this is not the way to advance his livelihood or his bandito career but he, he can't help himself he's he is afflicted with good guyness is a serial good guyism that's right that's right he he just can't quit himself being a good sorry i'm mixing up my, my yeah. westerns yeah we're done um, it's okay so the camera moves again to give us a, a three-quarter shot of mal is sort of close up of it's not straight down the barrel but we get a, a shot where the the barrel of the Henry rifle is sort of the prominent feature in the, in the foreground. And he's got the pop-up iron sights up. I mean, he's, he's doing that sharpshooter thing, right? We're getting that, that view of him and we get to see our everyman, our red shirt, Conrad sort of a ways back under some mild shrubbery camouflage. It's not cover, <laughs> right? It's mostly just a hiding no. from, from vision, not from, from bullets he's further back but he's higher up so basically if anyone can see mal they can see this dude too yeah maybe i i sort of get the sense that from there he doesn't have the same view down into the 
canyon that Mel does. So maybe he's just like ringing shots off the back of the the um, the yeah. canyon just to, potentially. But I don't know. That sounds hazardous to to Emmett and Peyton. <laughs> to honestly, everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I, yeah. If I were planning this plan, I'd be like, okay, you don't shoot anything. Well, shoot like over the canyon to the to the other side of the to the other other rim of the canyon. You know. Yeah, but man, I, I don't know. I don't trust that guy. Yeah, <laughs> well, we do see the next shot we see is actually that the terrible sentry abandoning his post um, as we continue here, a bunch of gunfire. And so maybe he was sort of bringing shots up that guy's way to maybe there are multiple sentries, you know, to kind of chase those guys off of their perches. Mm. Do you think that the sentry actually has an, a, a line of sight on them at all because he doesn't act like he knows where he's going he's just going to get up top so he can uh, see better i guess that's a good question i i don't he certainly has a scared and skitterish kind of yeah feel to him but he is it does look like he's going up or you know at least to more cover so that, that's a good question i didn't watch far enough in advance to see if the sentries come back to play in here i think maybe they do but i'm not going to not going to ruin conrad's day just yet but i think maybe that's where he that's i think maybe that's where he went we go back to a, a wider shot of the outlaws down in the canyon we got emmett dawson and nord all in the foreground tucked up behind the barrels and, and the crates background bandits are all firing indiscriminately all in various directions not really towards anything they're all you know you got two pointing off over here one pointing off over here and then the the unfortunately named or fortunately named i don't know the not named but described tall outlaw yes catches a bullet right in the shoulder falls to the ground in pain lets out a bit of a yelp doesn't <laughs> he seem sad about this he did seem like one of the competent ones <laughs> competent bad guys yeah. they're so hard to find <laughs> they really are but dawson being the only really smart one decides that it's time to issue some orders he yells out uh, hold on i'm gonna try it again <clears throat> Stop your fire! No. Mm -mm. Stop your fire. That was getting closer, though. That's getting a lot closer. Stop your firing! Till you see something. You're doing that, but you need to try to get into your lower register if you can manage it. Stop your firing! Till you see something. Yeah. Serviceable. Anyway, that's what he yells. Way better than before. Yeah, that's what he yells. He does it in that... I, I sort of broke it up the way he did it. Like, he yells, stop your firing... And it's a clear pause and a break in a sentence, but then he continues the sentence. So, yeah, yeah, it's definitely not a period. He doesn't want you to stop forever. He wants you if you see something, go ahead and yeah, shoot it. No, he's you're free to shoot. <laughs> Just make sure you're not wasting ammo. Come on, man, that stuff's not free. You know, unless we can steal some more of it. But you know, <laughs> I don't think I would sign up to be a bandit if somebody told me I I couldn't shoot it something I wanted to. You know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they'd never have it until this point. They haven't met any real resistance, and so it's okay, right? I guess. Yeah. Today may be the day that you have to rethink your, your line of work, but up until now, things have been great. Got to be strategic about it. Yeah, I get yeah. Then Dawson, sorry, Emmett, to Dawson, with sort of a bit of urgency behind his voice, like his next bit here is a little bit of hurry up to it. He says, if we charge them, they won't stand a chance. But first, we got to get to them horses. Horses? What the hell are you talking about? And that was Dawson that said that. I don't know if you couldn't tell from that impression. Um, <laughs> yeah, he, Emmett like, jumps up, claps Dawson on the shoulder, and takes off running, yelling, cover me! And <laughs> Dawson just has to watch him leave over his shoulder. It's like, you know, he, he heads, Emmett heads 
further back into the hideout area. Right. Like to yeah. the back wall. You notice that no one is covering him. No one <laughs> even fires a shot. Well, you know, in in the advancement of his cover, someone is covering him, but nobody, <laughs> nobody down at the canyon level is. So. No, yeah, these banditos are definitely more of an every man for himself sort of thing. So. Well, I mean, they've just been told that they can't shoot. You know, that's, that's well, yeah, all until you see something. Yeah. So, but we do see Mal back up on the rim, and he's sort of running to take up a new position, it's nearer to Conrad, who's doing this weird squat fire thing that Mm, seems unnecessary yeah i don't want to talk about it but uh you know i counted and mal pumps seven rounds into near misses as emmett's running towards the horses yeah and it's after the fifth one that emmett turns briefly and casts his give me a break look at the ridge right so (laughs) that one was they're getting way closer than he was expecting well we because we we sort of see a shot it's alternating shots right we see mal firing and then we see where yeah. that bullet ends, and they're all close to Emmett's feet as he's running. So this is in motion, and we see it yes. hit a pot, hit some hit some kind of barrel or something as as Emmett's walking past, running past it. But then, like you said, on that fifth shot, we hear it just sort of ring off of something, like it ricochets. Yeah, like right next to him. Yeah. So yeah, and so it's like, who are you shooting yeah, at? It's like, watch what you're doing. Knock it off, kind of kind of thing. <laughs> Yeah, it almost gives the game away there. If anybody was looking back at him to see that look, yeah, it, it's a quick glance. Like he, yes, he doesn't stop so much as he hesitates and throws that. Yeah, sort of half. It, it's a stutter step. He's still yeah. moving, but he, it's definitely enough of a pause for that look to be clear. Yeah, like, dude, really? Come on. <laughs> yeah, but yes, it is. Uh, you know, if, if someone were watching, which maybe Dawson is, you know, it would it would give away a little bit of something, but. We'll we'll see more about Dawson's suspicions later on in this week. Emmett leaps down off a rock and ends up sort of in the in front of the makeshift gate of the makeshift corral. We continue to hear more shots from the Henry rifle ringing out. You know, it's got a fairly distinct sound, so we can we can tell it's Mal still kind of letting shots loose. And Emmett swings open that gate to the corral. And that's where I'm in. It ends with free horses. Yeah, it's almost like someone planned it that way just flings it open and it, it stops yeah well wow it's um now do you think these horses are gonna just run free just because the gates open I, I yeah i don't i don't know much about horses but i would say no yeah they might i don't know but they, they look awful placid even with all yeah. these gunshots going off well none of them was right up against the gate itching to get out or anything so right no. actually i wonder if that's I wonder if that's Mal's doing, because as you're watching the the overhead shot, you can see him kind of shooting into the, to the rear area of the canyon, and all the horses sort of move over to one side. Yeah. yeah. So I don't, maybe he's well, trying to sort of... that's the side the gate's on. Oh, is it? Okay. Well, yeah, maybe so he's trying the, to move the, them away from the gate. I, I he's shooting at Mal, and it's doing the same thing, because it's moving everybody away from the gate as Mal approaches it. So Emmett, yeah. Emmett. Mal is shooting. Emmett's running. Yes. Come on, dude. Yes. There you go. That's true. Because the, the horses are sort of in the gate area, but they're not like ramped up, ready to like, I'm, no. get me out of here. Yeah. They're a little like, man, nah, maybe if we just stay over here, we'll be cool. Yeah. That guy looks like the one taking fire. <laughs> All right, boys, don't let him get on you. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, we got, we got horses. They're, they're going to take part in this plan, whether they want to or not, I guess. Right. Poor horsies. Yeah. 
And what I mean, we've seen Peyton is alive. We know that now. Yes. Before we probably suspected that he was, but you know, what what the hell's he doing? Just just laying there at this point. When I when I was first watching through the whole movie in preparation for this and realizing that yeah, I've seen this before, but I don't remember, you know, lots of details. I, he's laying there and I'm like is he just going to pop up at some point and then they're then they're going to murder everyone? <laughs> I mean, cuz like it it seems like they're just not doing a very good job at this plan thing. And what what we'll see in the following minutes was not what I had in mind. No. No. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's about it for for today. I don't know if you have anything else about about the shootout at the Box Canyon. Yeah, I was just wondering how many uh, rounds a Henry rifle holds and or how quick it is to reload. Um it's uh I don't know exactly how many, but it's probably in the like five to seven range, I would think. Yeah, I was figuring seven yeah ish, because you know most of the lever action rifles from back then were, were seven. Yeah. You know. Well, this is like the predecessor of it. It's the the uh early repeating rifle i think this is i don't know my dates or anything or or anything real about history but i I, i've seen some civil war (laughs) exhibits that talked about the henry rifle being like sort of a if you had some of these in your unit you were you know a a much more um technologically advanced so Mm. that's where mal's father got a hold of his right yeah most likely when when he became proficient in it so the Civil War was somewhat before this movie, maybe like as much as 30 years. Mm, yeah. Given Because I, I don't know if Mal was born before or after, but yeah. he could have been born after because his dad looks like he's, he's plenty capable of having, you know, been through a war and then had 30-year-old children Well, after. If Mal is too old for this stuff, then his, his father certainly is as well. So Yeah. His father's a bit old for this stuff, but yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. he's a spry old geezer. No, I'm, I'm mostly just making lethal weapon jokes, but <laughs> yeah, because you know his dad is too old for, the, for Wait, sure. Can't say that though. We got to bleep it out now. Oh, that's okay. We'll bleep it out with the Henry rifle sound, so it'll be it'll be good. Oh it'll be, yeah, it'll feel appropriate. <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's 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 where we end for for today. And uh, well, like we said, we're we're from Edge of Tomorrow Minute, and you can find our episodes past present and future at edge of tomorrow minute.com uh, listeners can find the silverado podcast on apple podcasts spotify and google play or at the main site silverado minute.com uh, our social media is available at the midnight star the silverado minute listeners saloon on facebook and on twitter at silverado mxm take care now you hear yeah, do that. <laughs>